0: What is happening, team? Before we start this week's episode, I wanted to hit you with a little special announcement. Who's ready for a food fight? I think we all are, right? So I am doing a free training that I have titled Food Fight. It starts on November the 16th, which is a Monday, and goes through Saturday, November the 21st, which is a Saturday. Food Fight is all about this. Right now, we are in a fight with food. Some of us have really unhealthy relationships with it. And I'm going to do this free training to help you get to a better place and establish a better relationship with food, because that's really what the reasons are behind why you struggle. It's not because this food is bad. This food is good. Eat this, don't eat that. It's your relationship with food that is broken. And we're going to fix that join the food fight. And to do so, all you have to do is be a member of my free Facebook group. It's called Wellness Lab Launchpad. If you're already a member, like most of you are, get ready. It's free. It's going to be there right on Monday. If you're not a member, go to the Wellness Lab Launchpad, go to Facebook, search Wellness Lab Launchpad, or better yet, go to my website. Go to thriveforeverfit.com. Scroll down. You're going to see a giant orange box in the middle of the screen that says join the Wellness Lab Launchpad for free. Click that button. Request access. We'll let you in immediately and you will be part of the conversation and you'll be part of the food fight. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a really inclusive training where I'm going to teach you how to develop a better relationship with food, how to eat foods that you love, how not to starve yourself, how not to feel deprived, how not to be overwhelmed by the holidays, right? We're right upon the holidays. This time of year is very challenging for us. And that's why I titled the free training food fight. We're gonna win the food fight, guys. I promise you. Join the Wellness Lab Launchpad. Get ready for this week's episode. It's gonna be an awesome one. I'll see you in the Wellness Lab and I'll see you in the food fight. All right, have an awesome day. What is going on team? Welcome to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. I'm your host Jay Nixon and I'm super excited about today's episode because it is it's needed right now. It's necessary right now. I think it's even mandatory right now. Like I'm really excited about today's show because it's one of those messages that I know I have to give you. It's something I've been thinking a ton about um, recently. And it's something that I think that we need to make sure we're all kind of on the same page with, because we're in just some really unsettled and some overwhelming, chaotic, hectic, I mean, throw whatever word you want into the pot right now, and it would probably be fitting, nobody would argue with you, and um, it would be, you know, spot on. So I think there's three things right now that we need more than ever. Three things right now that we cannot lose sight of, and I know some of you guys have lost sight of of one, if not all of these three things I'm gonna talk about today. And my mission today is to get you back, is to get you back believing in these three powerful words and these three powerful actions and these three powerful beliefs. Um, The number one of those guys is hope. Now hope is defined as a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen how easy would it be right now for you to have lost hope? Really easy. But here's what I've got to tell you. You cannot lose hope, guys. I haven't lost hope. I will not lose hope. My hope is stronger than it's ever been. I have a feeling of overwhelming, unbelievable expectations and desires that we are going to get to a better place and we are going to be in a better place as humans and as individuals and as a collective very, very soon. I just cannot lose hope on that. And I can't have you lose hope on that either. I keep thinking about the power of this simple word and how much I want each and every one of you watching and listening to believe it and not lose it. And if you've lost it, please just do me a favor. Like if you're like, Jay, man, it's over, bro. Like I don't have any hope. Hope is done, man. What are you talking about? I'm gonna ask you to do me a favor right now. I'm gonna ask you just to give me a little bit. Now, I'm not asking for 100% hope. Just give me a, give me a sliver of hope that everything's going to be okay. Believe in my belief in hope more than you believe in your own if you need to. Because I know many of you are at a loss right now. You feel like nothing in the world in your life is going right. Many of you, the hope, like I just said well, while ago, many of you, the hope is gone. For some of you, it's starting to, to waver a little bit. We can't let that happen, guys we cannot let that happen. I'm going to say it one more time. You cannot let that happen. I know it doesn't feel like it because so many things are chaotic right now, so many things are out of our control, so many things are unknown, but we have to make the decision. We have to make the choice to not lose hope because that's really what it is. And here's how, here's how we can make sure we do that. We have to make sure we choose to be grateful, even in times where gratitude seems like the furthest things from our minds. We have to choose to experience happiness, even though there's many things that used to bring us joy and happiness that we can no longer do right now. We have to see things as an opportunity. We have to believe that things are happening for us and not to us. And I know all those things I just said, some of you are like, some of you just, some of you just disconnected. You're not even listening anymore. Uh, because that sounds like a lot to ask. I'm asking you to believe in something that you can't even visualize right now. And I know that, and I get that, and I feel that. And so what I'm going to ask you again is this. Believe in my hope right now more than you believe in your own, if you need to do that. But please choose hope. Choose to be hopeful. Right? Hope, gratitude, happiness. I know for a lot of you, they feel so far away right now. But your mental state does not have to depend on your current circumstance. Let me read, let me say that to you again. Your mental state, your level of happiness, your level of gratitude, your level of hope does not have to depend on your current circumstances. So yes, our current circumstances right now, for lack of a better term, are a shit show, right? shit show, dumpster fire. Those are words that I use quite often to describe what it is we're going through, right? Because I like to add a little comedy to everything. It's kind of how I get through things. But I know this, I know that my current state, my current mental state, my current belief that things are going to get better, my current love of gratitude and blessings and, and happiness and my belief and hope are not predicated on my current circumstances. They're not, and yours aren't either. All of these things, the gratitude, the happiness, viewing this as an opportunity, thinking things don't happen uh, to you, but they happen for you. They're all cultivated by you guys. You have the decision. You get to make the conscious decision on how you are going to proceed with the way things are. And it's easy. It is really easy. And no one is going to say a word to you if you decide that hope's too much. Like, I just can't do it, bro. I can't, I don't have it in me. Nobody's going to give you any flack on that. Nobody's going to be like, nobody's going to just say you're wrong. But here's what I got to get you to drive home. I'm moving on to the next point, but I'm driving home this point. The truth is, you don't have to wait for your circumstances to change before you begin to hope again. We don't have to wait for things to change before we begin to bring hope back to the forefront of what it is that we believe in. So I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. I want you to keep listening, but I want you to write the word hope down as big as you can on anything that's close to you. And I want you to choose hope today. Can you do that? Like I said, you don't have to give me a hundred. You don't have to give me 100%, but I need a little bit. I need a sliver of light. I need a crack in the door for you not to give up on that thing that we all have to have. Believe in my hope more than you believe in your own if you need to. I got your back. Get on my back. I'll carry you. Number two, guys, we've all heard this, faith, right? There's a Thomas Aquinas quote that I love, and it says, to one one who has faith, no explanation is necessary. To one without faith, no explanation is possible. This is why it is imperative that we stack upon that hope with a little bit of faith. Faith is defined as the complete trust Or confidence in someone or something. Now, I know what just happened right now. You just said complete trust in what, dude? Like how? We can't trust anything. Things are changing in a moment's notice. I don't have trust in, I don't even have trust in myself anymore. I get you. I feel you. I understand. So here's what, here's the, here's the part of that definition I'm going to ask you to rely on. Trust and confidence in someone. Have trust and confidence and faith in me that I'm not feeling you full of shit right now, that I'm telling you the truth. And again, just like with the hope, if it's too much, get on my back, I'll carry you, hold my hand, I'll walk with you, right? Believe in my faith, have faith in me that I'm not telling you something that's not true. Now guys, why is it important that we keep faith? I'm gonna give you five reasons why it's imperative that we keep faith. Not yet though. So sometimes when things don't go according to like our life's plan of how we want that to go, it's really easy to lose faith, not only in ourselves, but in the potential outcome of what the world is going to be like. I mean, I think we're all sitting here shaking our heads right now. Like, yeah, man, like, I mean, it's, it's super simple to lose faith right now in what the world is really coming up with all the situations that we're being presented right now. It's like global failure and failure will do what? Failure will cause you to question your faith. When we experience monumental failures in life, it's easy to lose hope. It's easy to lose faith. It's easy, right? But what I'm asking you to do today is not do the easy thing. I'm asking you today to do the hard thing. And I'm at, what that is is to not let hope and not let faith go away. Faith at its core, guys, is deeply rooted in the expectations that we believe that there is something better to come. It goes beyond hope. you got to have hope. But when you couple hope with faith, it just fortifies it and makes it stronger. Hope lives in our minds, but faith is one of those things that's like embedded deep down into your soul, into your DNA, into your spirit. It can't be explained away by logic or reason. It can't be understood like even in a single dimension. Faith is one of those things. If you talk to somebody who has an unbridled faith, you just feel it. It's an energy. What I'm asking you to do is give that energy a little bit of the attention that it needs right now. Guys, life, at, life at its, when it's at its best can be challenging. But faith is what keeps us going. Faith is what gets us to take the next step on the staircase when we can't see the next step. Faith is what causes us to be able to get in a car and drive, get in an airplane and fly, get on a boat and sail. Like without faith, we'd never do any of those things. Without faith that another car wasn't gonna come and cross the center divider and and be in your lane, you wouldn't be able to drive. Without faith in the metal tube and the pilots and the flight attendants and the FAA and the guy in the tower and all those, the other pilots, the birds, the everything. If we didn't have faith, we'd never get an airplane. That's faith. That's what's deep down ingrained in your DNA, in your cellular level. Without faith, you could never expect that things were going to turn out better for us, that things were going to be what we want them to be, that things were going to be better. So faith then is just as important as the air we breathe. If you think about it in those terms, it's just as important as the air we breathe. And so you can't lose it. You can't let it waver. Hope and faith, guys. I'm going to give you five reasons why now, why faith is ultimately and imperatively important in our lives. Number one, Faith leads you to the abundance that you deserve and desire. Faith leads you, a strong faith leads you to a better life. That's number one. Because we train our minds to think in abundance. If you have an unwavering faith, then that faith is that DNA, it's that molecular thing inside of you that keeps you going even in the darkest hours. It keeps you expecting better things to come to you. Without that, what would life be like? Because similarly, similarly, why am I having trouble sometimes saying similarly? You know what I'm talking about. When we believe bad things are going to happen, when we think negatively, what do we also attract into our lives? We attract more negativity, more bad things. So without faith, you're going to get more of the things you don't want. So that's why a strong faith will lead you to an abundant life. Faith is the pathway to abundance. Number two, growing through adversity is going to make you stronger. Think about that. Think about all the things you've gone through already. Think about all the things you've already overcome. Growing through that. What, what's, the, what's the old saying? If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Right now, we are being given the, this is the opportunity I talked about earlier. We're being given the opportunity to grow stronger. There's a there's a, um, a a story in the book of Job that talks about how the devil went to God and said, "Hey man, this Job cat, he's rich, he's good looking, he's got all the things, he's got the cows and the farm and the land, he's got all that, and that's why he believes in you, man. Like that's why this is the devil talking to God. This is my this is my interpretation of how the devil would." But banter. He's like, that's why he believes in you, bro. Like he doesn't even really like you. Like he's not, he's not a God dude. He's not on team, Jesus. He's not on team, God. He just likes you because you've given him all these things. He's like, I tell you what, why don't you start taking that stuff away from homie? See how he behaves then. So God not believing the devil? He's like, no, not my job? J-O-B, my homie? No way, man. He's deep in the streets. We've been running together for years. So God's like, okay, cool. So God starts taking things away from Job, takes his land, takes his wife, takes his money, takes it all. And what did Job do? What did Job do? He fortified his belief in his brother. He fortified his belief in God and said, take it away, man. Things happen for me and not to me is basically what Job was saying. So then the God, God and the devil, I mean, I'm assuming this is how it went down. God and the devil got back together. He's like, hey, man, told you, told you JLB was riding dirty like he wasn't. He's not about to leave me. The devil's like, all right, man, you got me. I was wrong. What do you want me to do? Sometimes I make shit up, right? So God then gave all the things back to Job because Job proved that in the moments of adversity, he could grow and he could expand and he could evolve. You have got that same opportunity in that same situation right now. I do. You do. We do and we got to do it. Number three is your faith is directly associated to your purpose in life. What? Your faith is directly associated to your purpose in life. I can tell you this is 1000% true because I know because I've lived it. I wrote my second book is called The Purpose of Pain. Talks a little bit about the first of the book, all the things that that I grew through as a young young human. And as I've grown into now and how I got there and my belief system and, and how I fortified that by believing things happen for me and not to me. And that is why I am where I am today. That's why I do the things I do today. That's why I'm here with you today, because I know that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be helping people realize that hope and faith are massively important and you can't lose them, right? Because I lost them both for a long time. Lost them both for a long time. I had no hope, I had no faith. I didn't believe anything good was gonna happen to me. And I made a radical shift. I made a radical shift and I I brought both hope and faith back to the forefront of my belief system and everything began to change. And that's why I am where I am today. Faith is your lighthouse. There was a time in my life where I didn't, I was a a ship just adrift in, in the vast ocean. There was no lighthouse. When I brought hope and faith back into the game, the lighthouse appeared, I made my way to shore and that's where I've been able to stack that momentum from that. But without faith, I never would have gotten to the place that I, that I needed to get to. Number four, faith destroys fear, anxiety, and stress. Raise your hand right now. How many of you have fear, anxiety, and stress at an all time high right now? Every hand in the room went up, right? And it's easy guys, it's easy to allow those three things, fear, anxiety, and stress to run your life. It's easy to let them overwhelm you. They're overwhelmers, that's what they do. They're the best in the business. Those three stooges are the best in the business at derailing and destroying your life. Fear, anxiety, and stress. Think about what your life is like when you have one of those exacerbated, much less all three, right? And again, I'm going to say this, think back to all the things you've already gone through. That will fortify your faith. You've already gone through so much in life. This is not more than you can handle, guys. It's just more than you expected. Write that down. This is not more than you can handle. It is simply more than you expected. And your faith is what is going to drive you through to the finish line. Number five, faith creates the path to solutions. I'm a problem-solution guy, meaning if there's a problem, I focus on the solution. Do not come to me with a problem unless you've thought about a solution or unless you want a solution. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not the kind of cat you come to and say, hey, Jay, I got a problem, and I want to just talk about it and talk about it and talk about it without trying to find a solution to it because I'm, I'm solution-oriented because my faith is so strong. Faith is the pathway to finding solutions in life. Remember what I said about it being the lighthouse? Remember what I said about it, destroying fear, anxiety, and stress, making you stronger, it revealing your purpose? Faith is your lighthouse. You cannot lose it. Right now, more than ever, you have got to fortify it, and you have got to put it to the forefront of everything you believe in. Hope and faith. And lastly, guys, hope and faith, homie, they're the one that brings it all together. Like, we've all heard these three, right? Hope Faith and love. And I think the saying goes something like, and of the strong, of the three, love is the strongest. Right now, we are in a time and place where I have never seen global love at its lowest level. And I'm going to define love for you in a minute because I think that I think love is the most overused yet misunderstood and undervalued word in the human vocabulary. I'm gonna say that again. I want you to write it down. I want you to think about that. Love is the most overused yet misunderstood and undervalued word in the human vocabulary. We use it haphazardly. We use it without meaning. We use it to define like some kind of like sexuality or something of that nature. That has, love has nothing to do with sexuality or sex in general, but that's our, that's, our, that's our easiest, lowest level of vibrational energy about love, right? Here's the definition of love. And I had to search for these. Like a lot of the definitions, if you look at Webster's were associated to some like, like con- physical connection, like some sexual connection or something like that. But I found this one. And I think this is, this is spot on the actual true definition of what love is. Love is an unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another. Love, I'm going to say it again, love is an unselfish, highlight that word for me, loyal, circle that word for me, and benevolent concern for the good of another. Just in case some of you guys aren't Webster's Dictionary, wordsmithy type folks, benevolent simply means this, for the purpose of doing good. Benevolent means for the purpose of doing good. Highlight that. Right now, let's, let's talk about love. Unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another. This is what I'm talking about right now in the world we're not, we're not living at our highest level of love. We're not vibrating at the highest level, which we should be and must be, right? Because I mean, without, I mean, hope and faith are awesome. Hope and faith are the tag team champions of the world, right? But if you really want to fortify those two things, if you really, I keep looking at my notes like it's a person over there. If you really wanna bring your life to the next level, you better, you better figure this one out. And I'm not talking about like the sexual nature of what love is. Like That's when I say that love is the most overused. I love you. I love you, too. I love you, too. You're just, you're just haphazardly using it, right? But what about the unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for another human, for another thing, for another place? Unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another. Right now, that's, that's being overlooked, isn't it? Right now, Right now, benevolence is at an all-time low for the purpose of doing good. Like we had a lot of stuff going on right now that is very self-serving, right? And I'm going to read the the unselfish, right? That's where you got to get to if you really want what love is, loyal and benevolent. Here's the way I I see it, guys. I think love, there's three major areas that love, there's three, three major areas of love and they all intertwine and connect to create what I consider to be true and authentic love. And that's the love of self, right? You can't love somebody else if you don't have self-love. And that has nothing to do with ego or arrogance or I'm better than you or blah, 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 or anything like that. It's It's the love for your ability as a human to be empathetic, to be connected, to be grateful, to be blessed, to be thankful, to be benevolent to be unselfish, to be loyal. That's what self-love is, loyal to yourself. How many of you unselfishly love yourself? You don't. How many of you are loyal to the love you have for yourself? You're not. How many of you are benevolent when it comes to how you, for the purpose of doing good? Many of you are doing yourself harms both mentally and physically on a daily basis. That's what self-love is an unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for you and how you show up. Because if you're not showing up that way, how can you give that to somebody else? How can you give that metaphorical thing that you say, I love you? How can you really truly give that? And then number two is the love for others. It is that I love you, but in my mind, it's that I love you connected to the benevolence and the loyalty and the unselfishness of what that really means. Like the love for another is like for the purpose of doing good. I want your life to be amazing. Like I read a quote this morning that said, winners want other winners to win. That's really what love boils down to. Love without bias, love without, without the need for a return or reciprocity. Like I'm a big believer in reciprocity. I love it. No pun intended. If you bring reciprocity to my life, you're going to get it back. That's what it really means. Like, if you authentically, unselfishly, loyally, and benevolently love me, I am going to love you back in the exact same way. I'm going to love you back that way anyway. And then the last thing, number three, is the love of life. And that's really where I want to focus today. Because I talked about hope, I talked about faith. And the last one of those, the last one of the trifecta is love and the love of life. And many of us right now have lost the love of life, we've lost that feeling. And I'm here today to say that we got to get it back. Without love, right? I'm going to say, you guys are like, if you read that one more time, I'm going to punch you in the face, Jay. I'll take it. I'll take the punch because I got to drive this. I got to drive this through that layer of skull. And I got to get it into your brain and into your subconscious brain and into your belief system and into your heart and into your DNA, because that's the only way this is going to work. Nothing in the world is going to change until this These three things, but lastly, this love component becomes the driving factor and force for how we show up for ourselves, to ourselves, of ourselves, and in this world. And that is with an unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of others. At the end of every podcast, I say, I love you. And I don't say that to be cheeky or funny or cute or anything. I have a unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for your happiness, for what your life looks like. My desires in life are that you live an abundant, amazing life. This is what I talked about earlier. Faith will lead you to your purpose. The lighthouse of faith led me to the purpose of figuring out how I got myself from where I was to where I am And then it gave me the purpose and the mission to do this for the rest of my life for other people. And I know these three things. Without these three components, I can't be who I am. I can't unselfishly and loyally and authentically. Remember what I said earlier, these three areas, self-love, love love for others, and love for life. I have all three of those things in abundance. I love myself. I am perfectly imperfect, and I am totally okay with that. I'm constantly striving to be better, and that's part of self-love as well. I have an unbridled love for other people. I want to see other, human suffering is the only thing that, that really gets to me deeply. I don't like to see other people suffer. I don't like to see other humans suffer. And I know when they're suffering, it's because they've lost hope and they've lost faith and they don't even know what love is anymore. And then lastly, the love of life. If you spend any time around me, I am the most grateful person that I even, that I know. And I know there's some of you grateful warriors out there that you're probably on the same level, but I have immense gratitude for my life, the things in my life. Life happens for me and not to me. I'm living an abundant life because I'm putting that abundance back out into the world. That's what the love of life is. And until you combine these three components, self-love, love for others, and the love of life, you are going to never really fully Fully experience true, authentic love. I know that sounds harsh. Even when I said it, I'm like, that's harsh, bro. But it's true. So I want to wrap this up by saying this. I got to have you to get your hope back. I got to have you thinking about your faith and getting it back. And I got to have you working on these three components. I got to have you loving yourself, loving others, and getting that zest and love for life back because that's the only way we turn this ship around. The lighthouse is behind us. We got to turn the ship around. Faith is going to get us to do that. Hope is going to help us do that. And if we combine this last, the trifecta, the peace, of resistance, love, really true, right? Can I say it one more time without you getting pissed? Unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another. Like you can't do that. If you don't love yourself, you can't do that if you don't love others. And you damn sure can't do that if you don't love life. Guys, I appreciate you. I thank you for listening to this podcast. I thank you for being a part of my world and my team and my my hope, faith, and love tribe. And I'm just gonna simply say, I don't need anything from you this week. I'm not gonna ask you to do anything except for do this for yourself. I need you to rekindle that hope. I need you to find that faith. And I need you to start loving deeply and authentically. All right, that's it, man. Hope you love the show. I'll see you again next week. And I'm going to leave you with the simple thing I like to just tell you because it's very, very true. I love you and I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye.